Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing, but be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book races. Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. What's up? Whoa, it's been a long time since we've done this, Tebow. It has been a uh, been a while. I thought I was once a month, but then I was uh, haven't been going fast enough to be on the show this year. Oh, so I far. saw that. I saw that. I saw that. No, man, it wasn't that. Um, we uh, you were busy, and everybody was busy, and I didn't want to disturb you. And I see you living your best life, so I think that's cool. But um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on, and shout out to everybody. Hey, you guys, please share this. Share this. We only got 29 people in here. What's up? This is live on YouTube and Facebook. It's myself, Lefty, and we got Teebs. I think, um, you know what, dude? I think people are starting to like the nickname. I even heard Tyler Hooks call you that. I don't know if he was doing it to tease you or if he's generally using the nickname. Yeah, I think uh, quite a few people, you know, at the races have been saying Teebs and stuff. So I think it's uh, I think it's catching on some. I, I like it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's man, a good like nickname. That. I like that. Yeah, I don't mind it. All right. Um, real quick, before we get on, let me do, do, say my thank you. So what's up, guys? This is episode number 185 of the No Name RC podcast. This is the NNRC hotline. We haven't done a live in a long time, so it's good to be back. It's just me and Tebow. Uh, we're going to talk some RC. we got some topics to talk about. We know you guys have got some questions. Please share this. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Uh, thank you for all the love sharing comments everything that you guys do to support the nnrc we can't do it without you shout out to the patrons of the podcast we can't do it without you guys uh, we appreciate your support as well uh it really helps pay some of these bills around here we greatly appreciate that uh, if you wish to be a patron there is a link in the written description of this podcast uh please uh sign hey sign up every little bit helps um we give early releases patreon only podcasts and we will have some competitions there as well also Shout out to the awesome sponsors of the podcast. Showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love. So we have affiliate links, coupon codes. Uh, some save money, some help us out. Uh, not everyone has a coupon code, but if you do decide to support that sponsor, just tell them that you heard, heard about us from the, from the podcast. And they are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Techno RC, uh, uh, Lugs Racing Tires, Mayako, JQSM, G-Spec RC Racing Tuning, RC Tuning, sorry, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, JTP RC, 
honorary because he comes on and puts his time. We greatly appreciate that. Shout out to Dave Ronafalk and a DR shop um, and Alex Hagberg and my boy RSU Kevin, who can't be here tonight, but uh, he's driving home. And we always need to share this. We got 34 people. Share this, guys. I know it's, I know some people are getting home. So share this to all the groups that you can. And we got Jared Tebow on here. He hasn't been on in a while, so this is a special night. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Um, Let's say hello to some people here. We got Kevin Mendez in. What's up, dude? How are you? He says, what's up, Jared? How are you? Oh, what's up, Kevin? Yeah, he's uh, he's always commenting on my stuff and big yeah. fan for sure. Yeah, he's up in the uh, up there, up there at RC Madness up in Connecticut. Uh, they had a season opener here last week. They had quite a good oh, turnout. Nice, dude! It was a lot of racing this past weekend, like a lot of yeah, racing going on. All the Midwest tracks are finally opening up. Uh, Fastlane finally opened up. I was able to get some practice in this week, so I think kind of all throughout the Midwest tracks are starting to open up right now. Yeah, which is cool. And even just worldwide, I mean, even Europe had a lot of races. Um, like my friends in Australia, they had two races going on. We got the big race going on this weekend in Europe, the IBC yeah. slash Europe. Yeah, and that uh, track looks awesome. Do you like that? I think it looks really cool, yeah. It does, isn't it? It's glue, too, so it's really oh, high really? traction. Yeah, oh, it's okay. it's like mixed uh, Elmer's glue with like three yeah, to yeah. five parts water. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful location like bleachers facility and yeah, all that it type looks of stuff amazing and the competition it's stacked like every single fast person is there and it's two races this weekend did you know that no uh -uh. so what do you mean two races so like yeah so there, it's it's the euros warm-up because the european the euros are there right yeah so they're having uh uh y'all figurado had the ibc international buggy challenge last year uh -huh. And so he's having that. So on Saturday, the top 15 from qualifying will go into a 45-minute main that will happen on Saturday. And that will be whoever wins that will be the, the IBC champion. And oh, Sunday, they do all the ladder racing. And then that then that will be the Euro warm-up. For the warm-up, yeah. Right, champ, uh, the main. So that should be interesting. And you know yeah, what? that's pretty cool. The, this will count for both, both races, count for the top 25. I, Rankings. I, yeah. I thought I top to 25. Oh, we lost you. We lost you. We lost Tebow. Oh, I muted him by mistake. No, you're muted. He muted himself. He's muted. Uh, I don't know. Maybe his thing, his, uh, you're muted, dude. Can you hear me? You're muted on this screen, so. Let me see. Anyway, uh, we're going to let Tebow work that out. What's up, there everybody? We there we go. We can hear you. It must yeah, have... somehow my mic, someone was calling me, and then my mic went mute. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> don't call Tebow right now, everybody. He's on a very important live. It was live. Drew Singer from Nitro Pro. Drew, I'm surprised he isn't um, on her yet. I know. He's jamming us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Zach Ryan? Congratulations to those guys. They had a great race over there in Australia. Uh, this past weekend, Jared Malveda, happy birthday, Carlos Arandando. What's up? That's your teammate. Oh, yeah, Carlos. What's up, dude? See you soon. Yeah, Tuesday. Not, yeah, I'll be there Tuesday too. Ah, I get cool. there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right. Um. So let's. What about you, Teebs, man? You've been. Uh. It's 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 been a busy year for you. It's been a busy first four months for for you guys. Lots of racing. Yeah, yeah. It's been. Uh. It's it's been busy. Had some races. Um kind of had i don't know it's been an interesting year i feel like mm. my cars have been really good 
I've been driving really well. I've had some of my best qualifying, like DNC and Nats. I mean, fighting for the TQs, uh, you know, TQ and rounds, um, and then just not really the main event finishes that I've right. you know wanted. Kind of happened to SIC too, and then and then P and B was just uh, <clears throat> that. That race is is just really hard um, mm-hmm. with the way that they water and just how that works. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, just I had no speed when the track was watered and they watered right before pro uh, both rounds of qualifying. So, um, yeah, I just yeah, I didn't have it like, was, that was your worst race so far. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just had no traction, um, in the qualifiers and, mm-hmm. you know, practice, I ran really good. I was, I was really happy uh, with my cars and then my mains, um, I thought were actually pretty good. My truggy main was really good. I made some setup changes, picked the right tire. Uh, I thought my truck was awesome. I thought I drove really well. It's just the competition is insane right insane. now. Like, I mean, I drove a really good race and I started eight. I think I got marshaled maybe twice mm-hmm. in 45 minutes and I finished six, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I had, I had the lap time pace to like, you know, to maybe battle for like a third or something like that. Um, I didn't have like the crazy pace, I don't think to win, but, um, you know, I, I had the pace to be right there. You just kind of had to start, start there. And, you know, that race is weird because of jokers. So basically like mm-hmm. if you're in the top, I would say three, four, you pretty much have to joker the first lap or you're going to get, have people pass you. Um, but me starting eighth, I didn't take the joker. I didn't take my jokers for a long time. So then it's kind of hard to tell the pace that you're going. So you mm-hmm. kind of just have to, you know, I was trying to like know that limit of how hard I can push uh, right. without making mistakes. And, you know, but especially there, the, this year, the joker was so much faster mm-hmm. that you really had no idea where you were on the track. Um, you know, but I, I, I was happy with my, with my truggy main. And then Nitro Buggy, I thought um, my car was actually pretty decent, but uh, just had really rotten luck. Um, I was maybe a little too aggressive on the start. I was going to pass basically two cars before like the second or third turn or something. And I had already passed one car, pretty much passed another one, but they kind of fought back um, mm-hmm. a little overly aggressive in my opinion. And so I was, you know, kind of on the wrong end of that and got flipped over. And then, man, I saw it too. It was like in slow motion, the marshal just double, you know, just double grabbed the side of my and car. Cut you out. And yeah, flamed me out. And, oh, man. You know, thinking back, like I should have just revved it when I kind of saw him reaching like that to mm-hmm. like scare him and then also to have it not like muffled down. Um, right. It wouldn't have been so bad. Yeah. You know, hopefully he could have just flipped it over, but yeah, I, I didn't even know what to do. I've, I've never had that happen like in a main event before. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, normally, 
you know, normally you have experienced marshals in the A mains, but the way that race time does their races, which isn't, it's not a diss on them, but they move the race order all around to try to have the pros run not super late. Mm -hmm. So then sometimes we just get put after races that we shouldn't really be put after. So then we have just really bad marshals and. Okay. I um, got you. You know, it was like a sportsman e-buggy something main, I think. Um, Right. You know, where they're just, you know, maybe just like new guys coming to the race and all that stuff. Nitro. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're having to marshal for the pro drivers, which is, you know, can be really intimidating as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure the guy didn't want to flame my car out. But yeah, mistakes uh, happen though. And you know, when you're unexperienced. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It happens. And like that restart, it took a long time because like all the mechanics were coming back because it happened so soon. So like, Graham wasn't even in pit lane yet. And, you know, he's, he's not able to watch my car when he's trying to walk back. And then the marshal just kind of like tossed it into the pit lane. And, um, you know, I'm trying to yell down where it's at and he's like trying to look for me out on the track and didn't know where my car was. So it was kind of a big mess. And when I got restarted, I was basically like with the lead pack. Mm. So then I think I took a couple of jokers to try to get away, but I wasn't wanting to mess anyone's race up. And then I ended up getting flamed out again by another marshal. Um, twice in know. one main. Yeah. No twice way. in one main. Yeah. I, so I crashed on that back, right. Or I'm sorry, the back left where you were like, we were allowed to cut the track for some mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But anyways, <laughs> I crashed over there. And like, I never flame out. Right. And the marshal like flipped it over, threw it down, and it was dead. I'm like, oh, I think I saw that on live really RC. Weird. I think I saw that on live RC. And so then after the race, I was like, man, I don't know how I flamed out over there. Well, one of the, another techno driver, he was standing right over there, um, like outside of the track, just watching. And uh, he said that when the guy had the car and like threw it down, his hand was up underneath it uh touch the fly and he said like after he set it down he was kind of like moving his fingers you know like he did flame it out and they were saying like it was running and then you could hear him like kill it right so definitely not with his finger yeah 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 yeah. yeah, the finger underneath the bottom so i will do that that again because that probably hurt (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i wasn't revving it or anything like that but still yeah that will definitely catch you off guard yeah, uh, rimfire real quick. So what happens is when guys go to pick it up, maybe their hands or maybe the body will cover the exhaust hole, and then it's you're idling because you don't want to wrap it up. And so that just that that quick that one little tap like that's covering up will just uh, turn it off like up shut it off one time. So if it's revving up a bit, maybe not so. But if it's just idling, it will do that. Um, real quick, and then we'll move on. So you said. I kind of experienced that too, watching the, um, when I was watching the Nitro Truggy race, it was, I could, I could follow it for some reason, but when it got too buggy, guys got split up so bad. I was like, I can't even, I couldn't really follow it without Scotty and then guys explaining it to me. So I was thinking as a racer, we actually said this on the podcast. I bet to me, I bet you it felt like you was out there qualifying because it felt like you was on your own clock at some point, which kind of takes away from the racing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it really felt like that because mm-hmm. I was never 
um you know i can't really i mean the nitro buggy i was basically out there just driving around right. it felt like a practice day or something because i wasn't racing with anybody mm-hmm. but i mean for truggy i definitely yeah it felt very odd because i had no it's idea who I, know. who I was racing with and yeah like at the end i thought me and tyler jones were battling for fifth it was like, hard or me tyler jones and cole ogden was battling for fifth mm-hmm. and uh or i'm sorry like fourth and fifth because i I was trying to pass Cole, I think, and he ended up finishing fifth. And I, someone took a joker like on the last lap or the second to last lap and like passed us, you know? And I, so like, I really thought I was going to be on the right, not right. like legit podium, but like right. the race time top five. Right, right, thing. right, right. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird for sure. It was difficult to watch. It was yeah. hard to watch. So I could imagine for you guys not being able to battle next to that person because that's what it, you know, and I just wanted to touch on that because you're saying about the competition. When I watched you guys at uh, DNC, what I saw was, and I, I might have said this, is like I saw first to third, they were kind of out there away from people and they were fine. But like from fourth to like eighth, it was a, it's a dog, like a 45 minute dog fight out there at some point. Like, <laughs> that's what it's yeah. like. Like people don't understand. Like you guys are so close. And you guys are out there fighting, and it's just hard to get away from each other. I, actually, I wouldn't even say top three, because I think, like, f- the top two, like, get out usually. Like, at the Nats was another good example. Like, the top two got out there. It was um, it was Mayfield and Fenn. And then, like, it was, like, yeah, you I and mean, Mason Nats, and all that, guys. Nats, you know, there was a pretty good freight train, really, at the Nationals. Um, I mean, that was another one where, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, like... And, and buggy, you know, I had really good speed qualifying, really good speed in the semi. And then I screwed up a little bit with my tire choice for the main. It just got dark, temperature mm-hmm. dropped. So I didn't have like kind of like that fighting pace that I really right. had all week. But, you know, I had a good start and I was kind of right there. I think even in that one, like I crashed, you know, maybe three times in that hour final and you're just like the pace is crazy it's it's just madness man it's so fast and uh it's so hard to like drive like that fine edge and not you know and not make those mistakes but then like push so hard to still have that crazy pace um yeah, I mean, every race we've been at, really, like, we're running faster laps in the mains than we did in qualifying. Yeah. And and it's a lot of fast <laughs> guys in that, in that, la- like, it's, like, these A-mains from, like, I say the top 10, these guys are good. Like, you know, like, um, you got, like, like the young Mason Fullers and these guys coming up in there. And, yeah. And, um, he, even, he's having a, he's uh, having a crazy good year. He's, is he? He's a he's a really skilled driver and um I mean you can you can tell, you know, like he's really gelling with those cars and uh which was crazy. I was like, man, I don't know why they would have left but it, it's like it, to do HB, but I mean it's huge props to Mike and those guys for making that decision because he's he's having like a career changing year, I would say, this year. Oh yeah, most definitely. And even Caden's getting back on pace. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I mean, yeah. you can you can really see. I mean, Caden. Um, you know, no disrespect to him or anything, 
but you know he's he's always been really skilled but i think he's just he's not into rc as much as, as much as yes as I would agree with that. so you know less practicing less preparation and stuff and yeah he's he's killing it this year too you know what i have to because this was well, we must well segue into this next topic that i was going to ask you about uh who has you been your biggest surprise good and bad this year um I would I would say surprise good would be I would say probably Mason. Okay. Um, you know, he's running really, really good, like showing that he can run the long mains, like not just like an e buggy main mm-hmm. and you know, really battling up there. Um so I would say he's he's a surprise on the on the good side. Um I'll even say Dakota has surprised me this mm-hmm. year with um, you know, again, not, not to mean any disrespect or anything, but being able to like finish, yes. um, and things like that. And even sometimes like some of the a main warmups, like at Nats, I mean, he flamed out like a bajillion times <laughs> in the warmup. And I think he did another race. I was like, dude, there's no way he's going to finish. Like he, he flamed does. out, he flamed out four times already That's in the, crazy in the practice. And yeah, he'll run the whole main, and he's just—he's so wildly skilled as a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, yeah, it's you know obviously I don't want him beating me, but it's cool to see him finally like locking in some wins that he's yeah. deserved for a while. Yeah, he's that national title has—he's—he's uh, he's had it in his grasp a few times and lost it. Yeah, and um, he's still young though; like he's still—he's only twenty-four. It's still crazy to believe that. Really? Um, He's only twenty-four. Yeah, I think maybe twenty-five now. Yeah. Yeah. Still, huh. Yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, I would it's have so to weird say because he was like around for so <laughs> when he was so young. So yes. it feels like he's older than that. But yes, I would. I would say Mason is. I would. I'm. I'm not surprised at Mason because I always have faith in him. But I think my surprise has been Joe Warnhorse. Yeah. Um, his confidence is, and he seems to be more relaxed. Seems to be enjoying it um and I mean, he's, he's, he's always been a very skilled driver yes um you know i think you know kind of like me moving from kyosho to techno he just uh he needed an environment change mm-hmm. and um you know obviously those cars are working good and they're suiting him well and i think he's having fun at the races and um yeah he's he, he's always been a skilled driver you know some people just kind of you know, get in a little funk yeah. here and there, and yep. I'm happy to see him doing good. Me too. Me too. How about who surprised you? Who's not doing as well as you thought they would this year so far? Um, probably a couple different people. I would, I would say, uh, Cavallari has surprised mm-hmm. me a little bit. Um, just for like, it's weird seeing Cavallari be made. Like lack of pace in general. Yeah um where yeah just like not even having bad luck just straight up qualifying in b mains yeah but then in the racing too um you know we used to especially when like me kevin mayfield were on ae there's this thing called pudge luck right and you know he had so much pudge luck for so long it seems like it's kind of worn off yeah it's worn off a little bit um you know which which is a bummer for him. I mean, I don't yeah. ever want to see people, you know, uh, struggling and things like that. But yeah, I mean, he's just having 
kind of just rotten luck. Um, yeah. I can't remember. I don't think he's made a, a main this year. Yeah, Nitro I know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I know like a couple things have happened in some of them where he was like in transfer spot or mm -hmm. close to one. I know at PNB, like his body popped off, yep. popped up and they didn't have a body clip. Like he ran around three laps with like an alligator. It's like, dude, your race is over. Like they needed to pull it in that very first lap. But I thought that uh, Cav would do his, like he kind of did it at S-Works. He went to S-Works. He kind of struggled for that first year. Then the second year, he, he got a little, he got better. He got some wins. He seems to be doing good in two in ten scale because he's been doing a lot of that, but he definitely it's, something's not gelling with him in his program right now. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, actually I, have I a thought, theory. I thought he did excellent with his S Works cars. Yeah, um, you know, me personally, I thought he should have stayed there. Um, I thought he was doing really good. Like those cars he are did. obviously was. good, um, but I think. You know, he kind of wanted to be on like more of a a bigger team. I don't know, quote unquote, like legit team or something. Um, you know, but it's it's tough. I will say, it's very difficult to be teammates with Dakota because Dakota seems like he does the best with stuff that no one else can drive. Oh, okay. And even like I've never been teammates with him for the car, but like for tires. I've been teammates with him a couple different times uh, on Proline and on AKA. And it's like, when I thought my tires were terrible, he's out there like melting the field. And I'm just like, dude, I'm on the same tires. Like I'm on the same sauce. And like, he's trying to help me. I'm like, I don't even know how you can even go around. Yeah. So and his setups don't, know, don't translate to you guys. So I, I think the car is kind of, and I've heard that from teammates in the past, like Dustin Evans and stuff when he was on TLR and uh, with Dakotas. I mean, we've been at races where he's won like a 10 skill race and they look at his car and he's got like his caster blocks on the wrong side and his car <laughs> has like no steering throw and everything's all jacked up. Um, and it seems so... You know, it's it's kind of hard, and even you know, I, I talked to Mike some, you know, with their, me and Mike Fuller are, are are good friends, and you know, like asked him about the TLR stuff, and you know, not mm. like he was saying that, but it's just like, you know, even if Dakota's going good, like the cars don't necessarily suit everybody other, else, other people, um, and I would say that's probably what's going on there. Um, I mean, you know, obviously Cav is a very skilled driver. Um, if you look at the results, he's comfortable with their four wheel drive because he's mm -hmm. able to win races and stuff like that. But, um, you know, maybe he's just not comfortable with some of the other cars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame because I, I am a big fan of Cavalry. I think he'll figure it out. Um, it's just, will he be able to figure it out in time if TLR, because you know how it goes, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you're only as good as your last race. So yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I hope he does. He he seems to always figure it out as well. Um, that's the one good thing about Cavalry. Um, I had a theory. I don't know if it's true. I always thought that like I always come look at like you and Ryan Lutz. You guys always had your children younger. You know what I mean? You guys, you've had you've got three children. Ryan Lutz got four children. You guys are used to it. I think like both Mayfield and Cav now have two. I know when yeah. the second child came, my life changed. You know, and I had children <laughs> late, so. 
I, I know it, it seems like it's not going to be a big difference, but it, I mean, it obviously isn't affecting um, Mayfield, but um, yeah, I mean, he's like, Fine yeah. line. He's just yeah. better with age. I know it's like, crazy. Retarded. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I really want uh, Kev to figure out because a guy, his guys had an illustrious career, and that's one thing I would like to see. I, I hate when guys have really long careers like this, and they have the world champions, and then like they have so much to give back to this industry, and then they're like not in in it. It's just no feasible way to still kind of be in it once you're past your prime. You know, I yeah. wish it was some better options for you guys at that point, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I will agree there. Who else do you think is going to struggle right now? And then we'll move on from this here. Um, I mean, really, uh, I mean, I would. I'll say a little bit, maybe like Cole Ogden. Yeah. Um, you know, he had some really good races last year, like fighting towards the front like really good speed and um you know he hasn't yes. really been like up there fighting uh right i would know, agree with you there and just kind of having you know just kind of some you know tangles with guys and and things like that where uh you know i thought maybe last year was kind of going to be like a building like he almost had a breakout year but mm -hmm. you know and then maybe bring it into this year yeah he, he, I agree with you there. I would say there, uh, and he's also like, you know, I think when you get into that spot where he's in now, he's like HB's number one guy, I would say most yeah. definitely. And that, and things change yeah, when that I mean, happens. Mason, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. right behind him while he's Mason, there. Like, Mason but you know, them on the top 25 now. This is true. This is true. But I'm thinking more like veteran. Like when you get up yeah, there, yeah, like yeah. his, like the yeah. veteran guy, he's been there long, but, yeah. um, I would agree there. I would agree there. Okay. Um, good, good. Thoughts on Barufalo? Because I think that your teammate Barufalo is doing pretty good over there in Italy. He was, I was watching him at the last Italian Nationals. He was super fast. He was going too fast. He struck and broke on a bridge, like fourth lap. Like, like that's Barufalo. Like, you know what I mean? But I think he has adapted to the new chassis really well. Um, he was he was good at DNC too. He had some glimmers of brilliance. What's your thoughts on on, on Barufalo over there in Europe? Yeah, um, you know, as as like a person, I, I like Marco. We're mm -hmm. friends. We get along good. I was happy to see him come to the team. Um, you know, at DNC, uh, I thought his car was working pretty good, and you know, he had he had some some good runs and things like that. Um, he's just uh, man, he. He just drives so hard. He drives so hard and so aggressive. I think he needs to learn a little bit more uh, racecraft mm -hmm. and, um, you know, kind of, you know, learn to drive with the cars kind of on the track and things like that. And when he figures that out, I think he's really going to win some races. He's crazy good driver, oh, yeah. uh, really fast. Seems like he is pretty in tune with his car too, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's interesting when you get teammates in Europe because, you know, our thought processes are quite a bit different. Our tracks are different. So, you know, he goes one direction with the setup and um, at Techno, we're, we all talk quite a bit and and are uh, super transparent with our setups and things that we're trying. And so he's he's gelled in with the team pretty good. Um, mm. You know, he, he shares all his stuff. We share all of our stuff. And so it's cool to see the direction that that he's going with the car and it's you know giving giving us some ideas and 
Um, yeah, I, I really want to see him do well. I hope he does good this weekend. And mm. yeah, I mean, he won that last race in Italy, which was which was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I picked him. I think I picked him to be top three this weekend. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did. I did. Yeah, I like Marufalo. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, just got. I'm just going through my topics real quick. Okay. Uh, thoughts on the? I asked you if you're going. Uh, thoughts on the Visions uh, Live RC race? That's happening in July in Jay, Oklahoma, at the the big Midsummer America. Yeah, uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's I know a lot of people when they kind of like I was kind of one of them too. I thought like this is going to be like Supercross, motocross. Okay, it's not as big as probably that, but this is a really big event. I think it's cool. I think it's a great step. Um, are you are you excited to be a part of this? Um, are you think you're gonna go with it? Go there. It does clash with the Enets. It does. That was a big topic, but. I think we, as an industry, we kind of have to support this, you know, um, and because this is a good first step into showing people what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. When Brandon called me and, and told me kind of about the concept and stuff, I I'm all for it. I think this is really what we need. I mean, you know, you know, my view on kind of like RC and TV and, mm -hmm. you know, people people need to see it in person yes and i think the off-road community is like the perfect type of people that need to see it because they're into off-road because they like the technical aspect as well mm -hmm. um especially with that kind of like rock crawler racing mm -hmm. it's kind of like the perfect mix where like those people i think are gonna think it's pretty cool um and you know when when you can get in front of people i think that that's the best that's the best way so yeah I'm, I'm super excited i will be there i won't be doing the enats um which i am i am bummed about i don't really care about the enats very much but uh Tekin was really wanting to support it and they're the title sponsor of the enats mm -hmm. and with me joining Tekin this year i'm i'm pretty disappointed that and just bummed that i'm not able to right, right. support them at that race but jim jim's super cool he uh um, you know, thinks that the vision race is really good for the industry mm -hmm. as well. And just kind of my position at techno, um, I need to go to that visions race and, uh, you know, it's, it's really close too. it's, it's only three hours away oh, really? for me. So yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm pretty excited about that and haven't decided if like the whole family, if we're all going to go down there and kind of check out the whole event. Yeah. It's kind of, um, well, I think your kids will get in for free. Yeah. Yeah. It but, is, it is yeah. expensive, but mm -hmm. it's um, worth and it. I know, I know there's been like some backlash and I don't think people, you know, some of the Facebook posts, people just of course. haven't taken the time to actually think about the logistics of it mm -hmm. where, you know, they can't just let an event run inside of an existing event and right. not have those people pay their admission. Exactly. Fee. And so, you get, you get exposure so, to everything that's there. Like yeah. you can go see all that stuff. Like it's worth it. I would love yeah. to go to this event. You know <laughs> what I mean? And um, I think we have to support it. Like it doesn't have to be full. You know what I mean? It just yeah. has to have a good crowd there. Has to have some of you guys there. And you guys have got to be like, just cool. Like talk to people, yeah. show people how cool this is. Have an announcer there that's exciting for the um, people. You know, not catering to RC people, but catering to uh, just make it exciting, like manufacturers yeah. cup, like manufacturers cup. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I hope that, you know, I kind of told Brandon, like, you know, not super small entry, but not having crazy entry account would be mm -hmm. better so that, um, you know, like we're not just running there all day and people just right. hear their cars constantly. Like, I hope they can come up with the schedule and come up with the promotion so that they can have people come into the RC area. Like, mm -hmm when the good drivers are driving yep but then also like at a time where they can come and talk to us as well so um you know That'd be perfect yeah yeah hopefully hopefully it works out uh you know brandon's no dummy he's definitely done a good job just with mm -hmm. like promotion just for his whole lifetime and i mean all of the race series that he is a part of now like you know he's built something pretty darn cool and um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for yeah, it. I yeah, am. I am too. I'm really excited for it. This could be like, we could be doing this this year, and then maybe three, four years from now, we can be alongside Supercross or something, or a motocross race, which would even be great too. <clears throat> you know what I mean? We just, I, yeah. I, I like getting what we do in front of people. We have to be, I think, I think we're ashamed. I think really deep down, we're ashamed of what we do sometimes because people just don't get it. Well, not me. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that at all. I okay. Think you just have to be realistic of where you can yeah. put an event on. Um, and the way that our events are structured, mm -hmm. it's we're not structured. Fun. Well, no, just the event as a whole. We're structured as an amateur event. Mm -hmm. So people want to be like, oh, put an RC race at a Supercross. Well, you can't because a Supercross is a three-hour event. Exactly. Our RC races are three days. I know. So it has to They're be not shortened. set up the same. Well, it, it just depends. Like people always try to compare it to that, but an amateur national motocross event is structured exactly the same as an RC race. That's a good and idea. There's there's professional classes at amateur nationals and they're a week long, just like our races are. Um you I know, never even so thought of that. You're just you know, you're comparing like a lot of people are comparing apples to oranges when they say like, Oh, put it at this or whatever. Like if we went to a supercross, yeah, we could do that, but you could only have 20 racers. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can fund that is you have to have some type of sponsorship money. Cause you're not going to get any funding from entry fees or anything like that. And, Oh, I agree. You know, so there's, there's just a whole different thing. Like, do we want to showcase RC cars? to a crowd at supercross during the pit thing and you know you're only going to have like a 45 minute window mm -hmm. you know not even you know you can't even say three hours or anything because you're going to have to be like when the practices aren't going on or something like that so i mean that's basically just going to be like a super quick demonstration for 30 45 minutes max mm -hmm. if you want to be at a supercross event which you know, I get that. I in like my, the, in my idea. opinion, is kind of worthless um, because it's going to be a bunch of money spent with very little actual, like, true exposure. But, it, you know, if you want to go to, like, an actual, like, event and run, our RC races kind of like how they are, per se, I, I do think we need to work on some of our race structure and things like that. Right, right. I know what you mean. Exciting, but you, you have to focus more at the amateur 
events because that's how our RC races are ran. Right. And so that way I get it. So the amateur event is long. So that way we still get people in there. We can still, the the race promoters can still make some money. It doesn't cost sponsors a whole bunch of money and we still get promotion uh, on that side. I never actually, because I never knew about amateur stuff like that. So that's actually a very great solution if you ask me. Because that way you can still have a three-day race, four-day race, get a bunch of entries there. So you got a whole bunch of people there anyway for the race, watching the race and all that type of stuff, watching the motocross, doing the RC race. Actually, that's a a good idea. Very good idea. Very good idea. Um, All right. We do have people asking questions. We're going to take some questions in a couple minutes. I just wanted to talk to you about two couple more things. Uh, Preparation for Silver State. Silver State is... Kind of a track that I think you can do really well on. It's it's gonna get rough. It's it's what you like. You was faster last year. Uh are you in anything special for Silver State? Are you are you prepared? I mean, every time I talk to you before a race, you're confident. You always got the confidence. Uh are you excited for this one? Because I think this this can be yours. Yeah, I am I am really excited, you know. Um I'm a pretty uh I would say analytic thinker um a planner so you know i'm i'm always wanting to like especially a year like this where i'm i feel like i've like almost had a bunch of good races but just the finishes haven't quite came so i you mm-hmm. know i'm trying to analyze like oh what did i do what did i do good what did i do bad what do i need to change so um yeah i think i have a pretty good game plan um you know i i it's tough when you can't practice really um, at home. So I, I'm wanting to get some practice in. I got some practice in this week, uh, planning to get some more practice in, um, on Sunday and just try to just drive and, and just so when I, you know, so you're not feeling rusty or anything mm-hmm. when you, when you get there, but yeah, I mean, my cars were awesome there last year. Uh, had one of my best truggy races, I will say ever. Um, and even buggy, I was fighting for a lot of it. Uh, I think I just, missed on my setup a little bit in the main. And, um, so yeah, looking to, you know, looking to kind of change, change the year around. I, I love this race. I like that track. I like the dirt. Um, I feel like my car is going to work really good there. My tires work really good there. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm ready to try to turn my year around and finally get some good finishes. Sweet. All right. Uh, I can't wait to get to this race, so I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, Worlds, they're coming up. They're soon. September's going to be here very soon. Uh, are you guys headed over? Are you think you're going to do the Worlds warm-up warm up at all? Um, any thoughts going into the Worlds with Redavon? I, I heard they will be doing a, a big track change there. I heard. Uh, hopefully, it's a huge track to make a change at. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on this world's coming up here in well, less than six months? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, I guess main one thing I'm not vaccinated, um, not right. planning to get vaccinated. So as of right now, I can't go. Okay. I thought that so, you can, uh, okay. Well, I was looking at rules today cause I'm actually trying to fly to, uh, Italy yeah, I mean, for RCGP. I haven't, I haven't looked in the past maybe like two or three weeks, but after DNC Spain, like Spain's pretty strict. Okay. And yeah, you, you really can't go there. Um, like you can't eat at any restaurants and you oh. can't, you can't like, uh, stay in any hotels or anything. 
Um, and oh, I think well, even that just, can't help. That can't yeah. Work. And I think even flying into Spain, uh, as of, you know, like two weeks after DNC, when I was kind of looking into it last, it was, um, yeah, you pretty much had to have the vaccination and, okay. uh, like the full up to date, like, you know, it has to be like, if you got vaccinated last year, you'd have to get like the booster and stuff. And, um, yeah, I haven't really looked looked into it. You know, I was trying to go to the warm up, like that was kind of the plan. But now I'm not. I'm not trying to go to the warm up at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to Southern Nats. And Is it the same weekend? Yeah, it's the same weekend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And so I, I mean, there's a lot of U.S. drivers. Um, I think know, it's gonna have. I think it's not gonna have a very big U.S. presence this year. I have a feeling yeah, it's not and, gonna be. And even if if more, I mean, they made that weird post like don't book any travel arrangements to the worlds because yeah. it might not happen. So I don't know. It, it's so weird. Cause like, I mean, where I live, COVID does not even exist. Right. Um, Maybe they should have just put it in America <laughs> this year. You know what I mean? Like put it in Vegas somewhere or put yeah. it at Thunder Alley or something where people can get, where everybody can get to it without issues. And then once. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would just make too much sense. I don't know. <laughs> the sanctioning bodies seem like they just want to, like, yeah, I don't know. They have, like, certain rules and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. They're kind of too stuck to them for some weird reason instead of just trying to put on good race events and and be good for the actual industry. I agree with you. You know, I it's think- like we don't ever need to go to South America for a world's. It's hard. It's expensive. It's expensive. I would, as much as I, I, I am looking forward to going to Redavon, I would think for the beneficial, to make it easier for everybody, it would be just easy to do this somewhere like, I don't know, Vegas, or just do it at an, at an existing track where everybody can get to in America. Because everybody can get into America pretty easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, no, actually, yeah, well, the people that are coming are going to be probably vaccinated anyway. Like, I'm fully vaccinated, so I, have to, I can go where, where I want. But I don't judge yeah. people for that. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that before everybody gets all mad. Um, but yeah. I understand. No, I mean, I, I understand. I don't, I don't care either way. You know. Yeah. Um, just you know. I agree. It's yeah. gonna be. It should have been moved. I think at the long run, like if they still think it can't happen, I think they should look at putting it in an alternative location, and that way everybody can have a fair chance to attend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so, mean, it's tough. I think it's too late for that. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, you don't want to take any take anything away from you know right. the Baldo family. Now. Like I'm sure they're putting in work. I mean that facility looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it just I would hate it for them like to host the worlds and not all the top drivers are able to are able to go and um, yeah I I don't yeah. I don't really know the stance. I know like you know there's a pretty large number of top U.S. drivers that aren't vaccinated that aren't planning on getting it and you know yeah, they just, just ain't gonna go that just won't won't go so yeah, yeah it's which i don't know That's it is what it is for the industry but it is it is maybe uh we'll see maybe in the future i would i've always thought it should be in one lo- like i like the fact that it goes to different countries i do i really do but cost wise i think it should be in one location every year sometimes and maybe just with a, a track yeah. that you can build, but it depends. Or go to I mean, areas where it will be popular. I, I think it needs to move around, but 
you know, you need, there needs to be like some more communication within the industry of going Mm -hmm. to places that are safe for one, Mm -hmm. have actual customs where you can actually like ship stuff to and things like that. And and where there's actually a market, you know, like why go to a world where there's like no market there? Um, Yeah. It's it's been since that Brazil race. I wasn't no, was it Argentina? When Argent was it in Argentina when customs really was I mean Argentina in. was bad. That was just yeah. yeah. That, I mean there was so much bad stuff there, like was, I, I haven't heard many crazy. people say too much good things about the Argentina worlds, to be honest. I mean so. it was crazy. Like uh I mean the customs thing was a nightmare. Um mm-hmm. like when we flew in, I think one person made it through, Adam Drake, and then like <laughs> 20 americans they they said that you had to give them 500 us cash or you couldn't get through yeah and you know so <laughs> like crazy. we all you know every single person had to give them 500 us cash and you know just like crooked stuff like that's just a bummer and even yeah. people at the track were super super crooked the the kyosho distribution people were so crooked there it was crazy like they broke <laughs> into our container and stole a bunch of stuff no way. And then like they brought it back and then tried asking for a bunch of it for free because they found <laughs> who stole it and it was like, dude, you guys freaking stole it. Like No way. That's crazy. That's and, crazy. And even just the race was like which was a shame. The track was amazing. Mm-hmm. But um you know, the the track had no track crew. Like they legitimately had not a single person for track crew so when they got the rain all of us racers went and worked on the track oh wow and they had not one person set there to you know like put in place there to actually maintain the track which was crazy to me see now when i went to argentina we had a last but we was way up in mendoza and it was so much different it was organized it was nice it was you know it was really beautiful up there just weird like Yeah. yeah i don't know no one got rental cars and so like i mean for me like i stayed on the compound the whole time i went there Mm -hmm. twice and i never went anywhere other than the hotel and the track and i walked back and forth and so it was just a miserable trip right uh, right. both both times you know the the uruguay worlds when i went which was in south america obviously a different country a different place that that race was amazing amazing Mm -hmm. track amazing people amazing city like I have so many good memories of that place. Um, and then, yeah, Argentina, just, I don't know if it was just where the location was or how the organizers were or whatever, but it was not a memorable event for sure. Sweet. All right. That, the Kyosho story is amazing. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, um, there's a big, there's a big uh, backstory to that, but yeah, we won't, <laughs> we won't go into that. Cool. All right. Um, I think we're going to go in. We're going for about 51 minutes. We had some questions. <clears throat> One guy actually asked, we was talking on the top 25 and then Mike got killed. So what I was going to say about the top 25 is that I talked to Rick and that the two races that they're having this weekend will count individually for the top 25 rankings. And then you was going to say something about it, but I, you, your mic went off. I said, uh, um, before i think like two years ago or something rick said that he's not counting warm-up races anymore oh because people complain that it's not a true warm-up if they have to try to finish well 
so that it doesn't mess up their oh like so it's dirt yeah only dirt to warm up not to do well at i know what you yeah, mean yeah 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 that so, may i never even and, thought of it and that he way. he had said he had said that something that he wasn't going to count those anymore but you'll, you'll see yeah i don't know it gives us something to talk about yeah I, th- I think the list is cool it stinks i'm like the lowest i've ever been right now which i'm kind of sad about but actually even in the nnrc cup i think you're like sixth yeah well in yeah our- i mean finishing well when you put like 29 cars in the a main and you flame out twice that kind of hurts your it's not like oh man i had a bad race i finished 11th it's like oh i had a bad race i finished 17th <laughs> all right <laughs> um if Greg says 10 he goes he goes you have 80 percent of the b main in the a main yeah exactly <laughs> uh like, we had a couple of questions like, sir. eight straight in and two bumps yeah it's it's a lot that's a lot that's you might as well just make it 20 at that point um we had a question about you using your brakes uh you you must uh a gentleman must have uh watched your one of your lives and using your brakes compared to pro guys and normal guys i'm not really sure so we're gonna go with this question from mike gisler yo tebow quick question on your setup sheets for the buggies you have 85 millimeter blue hb springs are you running the longer shock bodies or the kit bodies um and actually i made a typo on all those it's the 83 mil which i don't think they have an 85 but it's their buggy spring uh i personally run just the standard rear shock so i am not using the long shock body or long shock shaft with the tall shock mount position i'm just using the standard shock and position okay uh i we did have a somebody that messaged me uh they wanted to ask about your nitro pro fuel one yep. second, let me bring it up. Uh, he goes, okay, I have a question for JTP. He goes, can you ask him about his JTP blend for nitro, uh, nitro pro fuel? I'm curious to know how he came up with the percentage and of nitro and oil and what he feels these effects, what he feels the, this effects of the effects of these things are. I got an order of his fuel coming and I know it will be good. I just want to see what he thinks about it. Yeah, so um, so it wasn't like, oh, I want to try, you know, a little bit less nitro or whatever. It was basically mm-hmm. like I tried their standard fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it worked well, but I, uh, I needed something to, like, clean out a little bit better. So then they sent me some different samples of some different stuff, and we kind of went back and forth. And then... Um, I kind of picked like an in-between of two that I liked. And, um, you know, with percentages like that, I think a lot of the companies, like it's not like, oh, that's 25.000 on the percent, mm-hmm. you know, or that's 30. And so just kind of like where the blend ended up, like after all the testing, it was, you know, not all the way to 30. It was pretty much like really close to 28. And so we're like, well, let's just, call it what it actually is and Mm -hmm. just kind of make it, you know, it's like, it will, you know, stand out. And it's, it's actually true. Like that's where the number really is. Um, which, you know, I'm sure all the fuels, it's not like they end up exactly on that, on that claimed number, but. Yeah. And actually Robert Parente actually tops on that. He goes, do you have to tune it differently with that, with your mix, with your blend? Um, I mean, that would just depend on like what fuel you come from, 
um, you know, if you come from like VP Testman fuel, which has zero caster in it, and you put in my fuel, which has cast, you know, which has some caster in it, the tune's going to be different. Um, you know, I would say if you went from like the Nitro Pro 30% to my fuel, my fuel is going to have a little bit less caster than what their 30% does. Um, but the, the tune's going to be pretty darn close. I don't think you're going to be like way off or anything. You can, you can switch that and be, and be pretty close, but it, it just depends on what fuel you're coming from. Sweet. RC Jars, any news on the Tebow Maxima engine coming out? I don't know. I see a bunch of OS boxes behind me. <laughs> there we go. Product placement. There we go. Product placement. Coming soon. Coming very, very soon. So, awesome. uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say right now. Good. That's all you can say. Paul <laughs> Rodman. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Let's talk. I know he was going to ask this. I actually saw uh -oh. on, on the turn last night. Uh, this was one of their topics and I was going to bring it up. Uh, Cause he had Ronda Drake on him and Mark Santamaria. And one of them was uh, long lines waiting in lines. And when is it too many entries? Uh, when is a race too big? Well, we're not going to go to races too big, but we will talk about the lines. I wasn't going to ask you about this. I was going to wait till later, but yeah. What about the long line? Cause there were some long lines at PNB, but to, to be fair, I heard like if you ran it like two, three o'clock in the morning, it wasn't like that. Or if you wait it later. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I have a really big problem with the race time races with the practice and cutting uh, into line. That's what I, I mean, you don't like it. It's just tough. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but like Rifkin probably practiced three times as much as I did mm -hmm. because he had probably three different people standing in line with him. Like I stood in line for the whole line and watched him practice three times. That's unfair. Well, well That's I, didn't unfair. Even, I didn't even get on the track and I saw him <laughs> run three different times. And so for me, it's just, it's just a moral battle. Mm -hmm. um, I like to marshal after I practice and you know, I don't like to be a scammer and you have to be at the pro level to have another pro driver get three times to practice is completely unfair mm -hmm. and it makes a huge difference and yeah it has to be changed um i i think it wasn't a big deal when not a lot of pro drivers went there but now you have all the pro drivers going there and it's not good yeah i actually so. the, the guilty culprits that i heard were ae drivers as well and i heard oh, that they i mean were just you see people up there with like line. 10 radios in their hand yeah and, you know i mean we did it we did it too but you you have to um you just you can't not do it i agree and man. it's just uh it for me it's a moral battle and mm -hmm. i don't i don't enjoy that so it's am i do i sacrifice like my living and my possible bonus and how i represent my sponsors by doing it 100% honest or do I do it 50% honest and try to look somewhat good and try to get the best results that I can or do I go screw it I'm going to do what these guys do and 
put the morals to the side and try to have the best race, which, yeah. you know, all three, it's of difficult. Those, all three of those scenarios suck. And a lot of people see it. Um, you know, the, the sportsman guys standing in line, they don't like it either. No one's mm-hmm. happy about it. They see the pro drivers cutting in line and they see all that stuff. And, and it, it's just bad. All it's, it's bad all the way around. And there's such an easy, simple fix for that. But, um, I mean, I'll, you know, I, I, I think if you, if you don't want to do heats, then you have to just do, uh, like practice tickets. Mm-hmm. And to me that, that would fix all the race time events is, you know, he has to have someone sitting at the bottom of the driver's stand collecting tickets. And, you know, when you sign up, you get three tickets per class and you can use them whenever you want. Yeah. And then that makes like, sense too. You know, then it doesn't matter how many times someone cuts in line or whatever, because that's just the big problem when there's mm-hmm. open practice and you can practice as many times as you want. Like it's, you know, you just, I agree. You can't make up practice on, on the track. Like, right. But if you have, only have five tickets, you can only do it five times. Yeah. I mean, the more times a pro driver drives on that track, the better that they're going to get every single Oh, I agree time. with you. I agree with you. It's kind of like, I have to say it's 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 it is like kind of like a DNC when they have the 40 plus man and, and I always thought that was wrong like you know what I mean I think it uh yeah but I mean you know there's no one well it was like, like I mean yeah Adam's in there but right I mean no disrespect to Adam he's not right I agree with you he's not fighting for any you know like right he's not battling for the wins like yeah I think it's a little unfair because he can do a lot of testing for Mayfield Mm-hmm. But I mean, it it should be pretty darn simple for these race organize, organizers. You only run one class per car. Yeah, that's it. It should be. But they'll lose too many entries. A lose, but the, like, look but, at PMB. I you mean, lose ten k right there. Ten k. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know the answer either. You but have I do. To, like, you have to have a good event. Like, yeah. okay that's cool. Whatever. They pulled a thousand entries, but like, have a good how, event for how many people enjoyed their time there mm-hmm. or thought like the event was ran well? Like if you, if, if you can't do the math to figure out how many races you can do in 24 hours and you oversold the event to where you can't even say you can't do what you advertise you're going to do. I love Dave. I, I like Lance, all those guys, but they did a terrible job. Like, yeah, but you can't advertise that. I agree. I agree. You 100%. can't do it. Like it's so, I don't know. You can I agree have a big you. event, but it's like, you have to make a schedule and you can only fit so many races in a 24 hour day. Yep. I agree. I, um, I like the ticket idea. Also, just for practice, but I know you're talking about qualifying. Uh, when you get it, just it's so many. It's only so much time in the day, and you know, I guess I don't. When you have an event that big, I mean, I there's guess just it, there's so many things there. Like right. you know, yeah, they cut us down to two qualifiers, which whatever, I don't really care. But then, like, you know, the way they do the water in there is yeah. so bad. 
I mean, so many people got their cars ruined. Really? Like they would water the track. I mean, one race after water, there was like 50 puddles on the track. That's a lot of water. And they're out there driving. And it's like, dude, these people spent all this money, came all this way, waited all day to run their race. Yeah, and you, just, you gave them a junk track and you destroyed their car. Yeah. Mud. And it's like they don't they don't care. Yeah. And that's the part that bothers me the most is and it's just like, you know, and even for Pro Buggy, like, you know, we're all there racing for a living. Mm-hmm. I get money for TQ. My first buggy, I was the first heat. You know, like if if they're gonna be watering for the pro class, like they need to do they need to like set the heats like off the finishing order or something so that we're all in the same heat. I was in the first heat. Mm-hmm. Like I had a legit run. Like I didn't crash. I didn't need a marshal. I was 16 seconds off of TQ. Yeah, because of water. the track was so slow. Yeah. 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 I and agree with you there. It's like, there's just a lot of things like that where it's. It, it's frustrating. Know. It's I frustrating. I agree with you. I wasn't there, but I can feel your frustration. Uh, and I just wanted to reiterate on something with the practice thing. A lot of people might say, oh, well, it's, it's not a big deal. Whatever it is, because a lot of people are there standing in line, waiting, like doing the right thing. But not only that, on a pro level, on your case, it's about, it comes down, this is your job. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like you look at people getting an advantage at something that you're doing it the right way and they're doing it a different way. And it's yeah. frustrating. I mean, it's, it's super frustrating. unfair. Yeah. At the pro is. level, we have to have the same exact exactly. amount of drive time. Like I agree there's with no, you. there's no way around that. And at a caliber race, at, you know, at that caliber of a race event, now that all the pros there, it's just, it's not really acceptable I agree in my you. mind. I agree with you. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Uh, my buddy EKJ24000, what's up, dude? How, how are you guys? Teebs, how important is mental toughness in RC? I I think it's huge. Um, you know, you have a couple, there's a couple different stages of mental toughness, I would say. Um, you know, one is just, you know, most people's attention span is like three minutes or less. So you have to really be able to fine tune your focusing and be able to focus for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour at, at some times. But then as far as the mental toughness, like you have to be able to not be emotional on the track. If someone takes you out, if something happens, you have to be able to remove those emotions and just mm-hmm. get back to the job at hand. Um, I would say that's, that's, probably the biggest thing and then you know there's a lot of other mental sides just as far as like being confident with your cars being confident with setup changes not getting caught up in other people's noise um you know things like that uh, you was talking to me that you were starting to do some stretches and stuff like that and i was on you about doing the tennis ball thing i don't know if you yeah uh, do you, is is that working for you? Because I think you're one of these racers. You're getting out. How old are you now? Thirty five. Thirty five. So in your thirty six year, I gotta say that. <laughs> but um, you know, you're getting older. I see you. You know, you're living. Yeah, you, you look to be in extremely good shape out there, mountain biking, doing all that type of stuff, which is great. But 
are you looking at different ways to uh, keep your hand-eye coordination in tip-top shape? Maybe you got an extra edge as you get older. Maybe you're one of these races that are looking to do different things like that, but that other races haven't gone on that path yet. Yeah, um, I have been trying to do something all year this year. Me and Graham have been doing exercises and stretching um, every morning, every night at every race. And for me, that's been really good just for like my energy level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really helped me with my attitude, just being more positive. Um, you know, I think just having better energy just kind of leads to being more positive. And, you know, um, I, I watch what I eat quite a bit, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a sugar junkie. And so, uh, I've been trying to really cut out sugar too, especially when I'm at, at the events. Um, I think that stuff's been helping, but I do think I need to work on more of a hand-eye coordination type mm-hmm. of exercise as well. Um, you know, I, I think the mountain biking is good for like, you know, my mental side and my fitness and things like that. But it's even that it's, it's, it's not really the same as far as like hand-eye coordination and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I don't really like go and club race as much as I, as I probably should. And much as I used to, it's just, it's hard when you have a family. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have three kids, like it's really difficult. You know, yep. if I, if I'm home on a Saturday, like I'm not going to go to my local track and go club race. I agree with you. Um, and time for your kids. Yeah. It, it's just, it's really difficult when I have so many weekends that I'm gone. Um, and so I, I actually, I used to play quite a bit of like racing video games when I was younger and I've been thinking like, maybe I need to get back to doing that a little bit. Cause I think that's a good thing. Like hand eye coordination, but also like being able to handle pressure mm-hmm. and, and like that constant focus. Um, you know, you mentioned the tennis ball thing and, uh, I, I worked on it for a little tiny bit, but I, I kind of gave that up and, um, I, yeah, I kind of forgot about it. And so I haven't really been working on that stuff, but I, I think that is definitely something that is important and, and should be, should be uh, thought about and looked into for sure. All right. We'll take a couple more questions and I think we're going to wrap it up for this day. Uh, we weren't going more than an hour. Um, or her, uh, checker pass being that you're one of the few who has come from being a, a kid and done it as long as you have, is it easier or harder now? Um, man, it's, I, I would say it's a lot harder now. Um, it's, uh, not that like there wasn't good people back then, mm-hmm. like there was, but I don't know. It, it's, it's just, Dude, that was, is fast, you know, like maybe I was just like above in the driving Mm-hmm. for like a certain period of my of my career to where you know like if i just ran a race without any issues like i could pretty much win right right where i mean that is just not the case now like yeah. you have to run faster laps than you did in qualifying you have to run more consistent than you did in qualifying you have to get good fuel mileage pick the exact right tire and your car has to finish and be working just Dude, as good at the finish as it did at the start. You have guys yeah. 
whipping, scrubbing, you know, doing all this type of stuff now. Back when you started racing, if you turned the wheels to right or left, you was a superstar. You know what yeah. I mean? It's I the mean, level. Everything, everything evolves. Yes. Um, I just think, you know, yeah, it's it's just different. I mean, look at any industry. Yeah. You know, people always try to compare, like, you know, I follow motocross really tight. And people are always trying to compare, you know, yeah, but you're one of the people the that's had now and yeah, I but mean, you've I guess been it's through different it. because I, I've been through all the different yeah. stages. Um, you know, it's yeah, there's just um, you, you know, guys I, probably invented most of that stuff. That's what happened. You, yeah, Kev, I, and Mayfield probably invented most of this stuff that guys are now taking it to a different level now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So um, it, it's just evolution. It's like amazing yeah, for, for you sure. guys, for you three to still be at this level, like what, 15 years later, like you're 35, you're 36, you know what I mean? Yeah, guys I all... mean, yeah, I mean, longer than that, really. Yeah. I'm, you know, Mayfield's, Mayfield, you know, me and Cav kind of got to the top before Mayfield did, probably by about three or four years. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would like pretty much from oh four oh five on till now like you know you probably can't find very many races where at least one of us wasn't in the top three you know? i know it's insane you'll yeah. never see that again you might you'll not never even see it again. find a race <laughs> you'll never see that again you'll never see that again in rc yeah. i don't think yeah, people I don't, don't realize don't how great so. that is yeah it's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty wild really when you think about it i mean mm -hmm. that's that's a that's a long time. I mean, Cavalieri won his first Worlds in 03. That's you crazy. Know, that's that's so pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I mean, I I finished third at the Roar, or I, I finished second at the Roar Nats in eight scale in 2000, 22 wow. years ago. Well, you went to the 2002 Worlds, so like. No, 2000 Worlds. 2000. Oh, yeah. did you do the 2000 Worlds too? I qualified eight. Yeah. In in Vegas. That's so hard to believe. That's so hard to believe. Yeah. That's 22 so years ago. Pretty wow. Nice. Crazy. All right. Uh, that's so crazy. Jesus. That's amazing. RC Juris, Tebow, have you tried the option knuckles with the carbon plates on the techno buggy and truggy? If so, what are your thoughts? Um, I have tried them a little bit on the buggy. Um, I prefer the uh, five degree incline. And so, because uh, the new knuckles are zero inclined, so it just kind of changes the steering feel, and uh, I just I just prefer the five, so I just run the standard spindles. Lauren Slan, Jared, will you be pitting with Stevie Slower or Travis anytime this year, this summer? Um, yeah, Stevie and Travis, they're they're super cool guys. Uh, you know, I I do pit with them sometimes at fast lane. Just kind of depends, unfortunately. A lot of the races at Fastlane, I'm like, I'm at a different race. So, um, so I think they have a race coming up next weekend that I'm going to be at Silver State. So I'm going to miss that one. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to catch catch some of the races out there if I can. And uh, yeah, normally we end up kind of pitting by each other, but I'm not 100% sure. You know Lauren? I'm not sure if I do. He's actually my uncle. Like, really my uncle. Really? Yeah, I've never met him. Uh, he was just from like... He's uh, in the Casey area. Yeah, he's from Kansas, actual Kansas, oh, okay, and he raced yeah. a lot of ten scale. Oh, and then like okay. I didn't know, and like finally I met him. He was my uncle, and then I found out he was into RC too. 
Oh, that's pretty like, cool. He is literally my uncle. He's my dad's brother. Huh. It's crazy, isn't it? You better uh, come visit him out here. I know. He keeps telling me to come visit him. I'm going to, I have to. <laughs> Uh, real quick, a couple more questions, and then I'm gonna get out of here, guys. Walter Carpenter, what's the best car you've ever driven? Ah, uh, that's a tough one to answer. Um, hmm. Trying to think of like those races where you just like, um. Yeah, I've had a I've had a couple really good cars. I would say probably when I first switched to Kyosho, that MP9 was that MP9 I think was pretty ahead of a lot of the other cars at that time. Um like 2009, 10, 11. That car was pretty darn awesome. Um honestly, right now my my techno truggy, the 2.0 truggy, like, I don't think I've been consistently battling for race wins for kind of this stretch of time, you know, like all mm -hmm. of last year and then even going to this year, like, um, you know, I've still been really competitive in truggy and, uh, I mean, that, that truck is phenomenal. Um, Dude, the e-truggy looks great. Yeah. I haven't driven an e-truggy yet. Uh, but, actually, uh, Charlie Treb asked, "Are you gonna do, are you gonna race Etruggy this year?" Um, I I would have at, at the Enas, but unfortunately, I'm not mm. I'm not going there, so I probably won't race Etruggy. I think there might be a couple pros that are gonna run Etruggy at Silver State, but I'm just sticking to the standard three classes. It was huge at PMB. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they only do one skill level, so yeah. it's kind of hard to. I mean, if you compared all the e buggies compared to Truggy, there would yep. it wouldn't even be close. E buggy was huge. Oof, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, born or, born RC. What are your thoughts on prize money races like TNR Fuels Challenge and the upcoming Visions race? I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, for for us pros, I mean that that's our our living. You know, and uh, unfortunately, the way that the industry kind of is like all of our living is pushed onto the companies that support the industry, mm. which makes it tough on them, you know, like the companies, you know, um, there's no prize money. Yeah. Yeah. There's no prize money for, from the, the, you know, the promoters, which, um, you know, which is, I, I think is a bummer, you know, they, uh, you know, they kind of, you know, they, not like I don't want all the pro haters to jump out here, but you know, they, they kind of need us at the big races and they kind of promote us. And, it brings prestige and you know, like, yeah, they kind of need us there. And, um, you know, I, I don't think they're, you know, it's not like, Oh, starting an RC track or putting on an RC event. You're like making a bajillion dollars. Yeah, but, but some of these promoters make I enough mean, money where they can. Some of them are making a yeah. lot of money right now, yeah. and you know, I don't want to say like taking advantage of the industry, but I don't think they're putting enough back. back into the industry as I agree with you compared to what they're pulling. I agree with you, and it don't have to be much, you know, yeah. ten thousand dollar pot split out, you know, 
I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Uh, Tuj, uh, thoughts on longer shock bodies on the rear of the buggy? And we're going to take one more question, and I think that's going to be it for tonight because uh, we're going on a minute, one hour, 20 minutes. Um, For me, so the short shock versus long shock is kind of just like moving the piston where it is in the shock body. Um, so I think the long shock has a benefit of not having the piston like all the way down in the shock body when you are like landing and stuff, you know, when the car is at like full droop, sometimes you can have like a suction effect of the piston mm -hmm. being at the bottom, but the piston doesn't get up close enough to the cap when you're, when the shock is like loaded. Um, so for me, the upside of the piston suction going away is kind of a downside with not getting the pack up into the cap. So I prefer the short shock because the oil and the piston kind of pack up into the mm -hmm. cap more mm -hmm. and the shock has more support for my style of driving, which the way that I corner, I kind of break early and accelerate early and I load the side of the car pretty hard. Um, even though I can, it looks like I'm a really smooth driver, I kind of sideload my car a lot. So I need like a certain rear end support feel. And so I just get that better with the short shock. Okay, sweet. And our last question will be from Walter Carpenter. He goes, how is the Tekken setup versus the McLaren in your e-buggy? Man, the, the Tekken setup's really, really good. Um, you know, I, I do have to give Macklin some some credit there they do have some good software it feels smooth uh brakes i was the macklin stuff always had really good brakes mm -hmm. um you know a lot of the eight skill stuff we have this like mid-range ramp that's hard to get away from i think the tekin is is definitely better on like the smoothness on the power and um i i have my brakes working pretty good the macklin stuff i just uh really had a lot of issues just with durability and not being able Good. to finish the races. Um, you know, the, the Tekken seems really bulletproof. Uh, there's a, there's actually a lot of adjustments on there. And so I've been able to kind of fine tune them. And, and for me, I'm really happy with my Tekken setup. Um, I'm really hoping to have a good e-buggy race. I, I just struggle in e-buggy for some reason. I think it's kind of just gotten to my head a little bit. Um, you know, honestly, I feel like I have the best feel that I've had an e-buggy ever, like my Orion stuff, my Macklin stuff, my Tekken stuff. I feel like right now I have the best feel. Um, I just need to get a better result. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, hey, man, it's e-buggy. It pays the bills. It's big. I think, like, what it sounds like a lot of big disconnect is a lot of guys like them to feel like nitro cars, maybe. The, the throttle curve. Um, maybe that's why Drake runs the, the clutch, but then I'm like, that's just more maintenance for these e-buggies. Like nobody wants to run a clutch on the e-buggy. Uh, I don't, uh, Yeah, I don't know. They just, if I go out and I only run the e-buggy, I'm like, mm -hmm. man, my e-buggy feels amazing. Uh, I like, see it feels it so good. But then when you drive the nitro and the e-buggy back to back, they just, they just don't feel the same. And I mean, a lot of times my car feels good driving. Like mm -hmm. I just. I just can't put it together. Like I, I don't know. It's kind of gotten to the point now where I think I want to do so good that I, the pressure is way too heavy on myself at the races. Mm. So like when I go to local races, like I win e-buggy every time it seems like. Right. 
And like, I have killer races in the e-buggy when the pressure is not there. But at the big races, I think I've just been putting too much pressure on myself. So I'm going to try to back that pressure off this weekend, just have more fun, drive my e-buggy, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. So Silver State next week. I'll see you next Tuesday or probably yeah. next Wednesday. Should be a good race. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, it's going to be good. going to be a lot of good racing. We got a good rate. We got a good race this weekend. Uh, before we go, do you want to make a pick? Who you think is going to win this weekend? Usually, your top three in Europe this weekend. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm kind of ashamed to say I really don't like follow a lot right. of races that close. Like, I'm not even sure who's even there. Um, Everybody, all the Euros are there. Everybody's uh, there. Yeah, I mean, Ronald it's hard Polk, to count on Garo. I, yeah, Ronald Folk. I'm I'm gonna say Ronald Folk, Ongaro, and Marco are gonna yeah. be are gonna be my top three. Not I think that's any, my top not three. Not in any particular order, but just kind of seeing those guys at DNC, um, you know, seeing some of the Euro guys mm-hmm. there, and you know, I, I mean, I, I see some of the results. I just don't follow the races like super right. close. Right. all weekend but uh i would say the, those you know i don't know um canass is really good really good too but i i feel like he really doesn't good. race very often he does uh but, but mostly in spain oh so, okay uh but yeah, he'll be tough. at this like, race like he's like still like so up high in the top 25 and like i've raced him i don't know once in like the last four years <laughs> he's good though but, he's, <laughs> he's he's got that s rock doing good yeah i think that car that car is probably pretty darn good Sweet. But I'm, uh, I'm JTP. Marco has a good race. Me too. I think he will. Tell us about JTP, RC, what people can expect from that in the upcoming months. Sh- real quick, shout out to Dakri Man. Thank you for the super chat, dude. I greatly appreciate that. I still have you had her. Come to Silver State. I'll give it to you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, JTP is still uh, plugging, uh, plugging away. You know, the oils are doing really, really good. Um, you know, all the most of the techno guys use the oils and even some other some other brands are starting to kind of you know run them they're they're super consistent uh, i try to always have them in stock uh, my pricing is pretty good on them um you know the servos we're really kind of picking up some traction on the servos uh the ct2 um and my honest opinion is one of the best eight scale servos you can buy right now um not even counting the price, even if it was, you know, one ninety nine, I would say it's still like your best bang for your buck servo okay. that you can buy. But for it being, you know, one thirty five, I think it's it is definitely the best servo you can buy for one eight scale cars. Um, yeah, that's that's finally starting to pick up. We we actually sold out. And uh, I just got a bunch in. I just got 75 in stock today. Nice. So th- they're all in stock on the site. Um, the The engine is exciting news coming. Um, I just got them, but uh, I want to run them a little bit and, and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, make sure um, I kind of understand them fully before I before I release them to sell. So. I'm not sure if I'm going to race with them at Silver State or not. I still have some good engines that I'm really comfortable with, and I don't okay. know if I want to go there with, like, new engines that I haven't done, like, a big race on or anything like, you know, like, 
done like a main on. Um, gotcha. But I will be debuting those engines really soon, um, possibly at the Lone Star, which mm. is just a couple weeks after mm -hmm. Silver State or possibly Silver State. I'm not sure yet. But uh, yeah, really excited about that. Should be uh, carrying some OS pipes and stuff soon and selling those as some combos. Um, yeah, the fuel, the fuel's working really well. We're still, we got kind of messed up with our logistics and um, just kind of some nitro shortage that was just going on in the US and our shipping and stuff. So it's not super readily available, but uh, you know, the, the fuel has been working really well. We've been slowly picking up some customers and stuff, but it's just not super readily available yet okay. to where we can go out and like get all of our dealers set up and really like blast the fuel out there. So look for that to kind of pick up the pace kind of the second half of this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, kind of added a couple little things, some fuel line that's been working really well. Um, some copper grease that I use on the, my ring and pinion that I really like, uh, transmissions and like two wheel drive and four wheel drive, uh, 10 scale cars too. It worked really well. I, I used it when I was racing 10 scale. Um, and yeah, yeah, nothing really new, like right on the horizon, but still plugging away and uh, yeah, doing good. Awesome, man. Awesome. Get that hustle on. Hustle and you're living your best life. Your kids, <laughs> you know, you're doing the mountain bike thing. Your kids are excellent. And I think your older son's really doing good in BMX. Yeah, um, actually, they're not racing BMX. I just posted their bikes for sale. Oh, well, there's their bikes. Yeah, yeah, like we kind of fully committed last year and then they were kind of like not that into it kind of into it so you know this year i'm like hey like do you guys want to race or do you not if we're gonna race which is kind of how my dad was he's like if we're gonna race Gotta you're gonna 100%. like take it serious and we're gonna race you know if you want to ride for fun that's fine we have the mountain bikes we have skate park bikes we'll go to the skate parks we'll go to the trails we ride for fun but if you want to race BMX, it's one day practice, one day racing a week. We're going to be taking it serious. And they're like, nah. So they're up for sale. If anyone's looking for. I saw that. I didn't realize that the bikes, the, the BM, bike, yeah. they were, they're expensive. I didn't realize yeah. they're that expensive. Yep. Um, so. so what are they into now? What do you think they're going to be going at getting into? Now? My, my littlest guy, Nash, he loves to mountain bike. He is okay. my mountain bike buddy. So I, I take him, um, Cole, my seven year old, he's, uh, he's in the sports like crazy right now. So, um, he wants to play baseball. He wants awesome. to play basketball. So we've been, we've been learning to play baseball. Some, we just like missed the sign up by like two weeks Oh man! to, to be on the baseball team like in our, our town right. right now. So he's going to miss out on baseball, but uh, he's going to do basketball in the fall. And awesome. so he, he's super excited about that. He's, he's really gifted in sports too. He's just kind of like, just naturally gifted. Mm -hmm. It seems like, mm -hmm. you know, has really good coordination. I mean, he's great on a bike and he, he likes to mountain biking a little, but I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't like to suffer. They and don't want to crash. So no, not that, like the physical suffer of like, Oh, the okay. Okay. And, um, like my, my little guy, he doesn't mind to suffer. And, okay. you know, like to me, I, I kind of enjoy that part of it. So for mountain biking, you have to enjoy the suffering. 
or if, if you don't enjoy that part, then it's going to be pretty miserable. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, he's he likes to jump and he likes to ride places where it's more downhill than uphill type situations. But he's, he's all in the sports. And then my daughter, she's uh, really into horses. She has a horse and she she just uh, her great grandparents have a farm and they have a nice. bunch of animals. So she goes over there and helps. And then her grandparents, so Megan's parents, they have horses and um, they all live kind of on the same property. So she's into that and she's playing volleyball now. Nice. So her first like team sport. And so I, I think the team sports, I'm not a huge sports person, but I think mm -hmm. for kids, the team sports is a really good uh, yes. learning experience that, that they should go through. So um, yeah, awesome, I'm sad. Man. I'm sad. My boys aren't racing BMX, but yeah. at the same time, I didn't really like riding on the track either. So I totally get it. And I'd much rather be out on the mountain bike trails with them anyway. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. Love it. I, you're living your best life. I love it. Um, you got a good balance. Um, and I tell you that every time I see we talk about our families and whatnot. So that's good, man. It's tough, uh, man. It's a tough, it's a tough balance for sure. It's, it's definitely not all, not all rainbows and butterflies over here, but we're no. trying our best. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's a good way. Uh, shout out to Rimfire, Nitro Freak. What's up, BJ? What's up, Isaac? Uh, what's up, Lonnie Art? Yes, Lefty says, I put any more boxes on my desk in the hood. It's product placement, man. Product placement. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it for tonight, guys. Jared, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a very good chat with you. We're going to do this again. I'll see you next week. Yeah, you promised me once a month. I know, but you did. You look like you're having. Hanging. We got busy. We was doing two a week. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I see, like, I, I kind of get it too. When you're, when you're off, you're off. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just, it, you need it. It was a hectic season, hectic first quarter. It's, it's not even going to stop because you still got a lot of racing. No, my left. next, my next uh, couple months is way busier. It's crazy. So, a lot of racing. Yeah. A lot of racing. It's good to see though. Good to see. Yeah. All for right. Sure. All right. Well, you, everybody check out, uh, Jared Teebs at JTPRC. Show him some love. Uh, shopjtp.com. Shopjtp.com. Shop jtp.com. Yes. There sir. we go. Get your oils, get your servers, uh, and, Stay tuned for the new engine that's dropping. Thank you, everybody that tuned in. Uh, we will be dropping a podcast tomorrow, episode 186. And then uh, Monday, we'll be dropping a, a recap of this race this weekend. And then I'll be in Silver State. So check us out on the YouTube. Follow us there. We'll be doing some cool videos. And, man, thank you guys for all for the support. We greatly appreciate it. And um, remember, everybody, Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays, pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Lefty and Tebow, we're out, man. We're out. But you know what? I didn't have it on the outro in time, so now I have to find it. Everybody, have a good evening. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. See ya.